Hello to you all. Hello. Hello, salutations. And hello to you, Swassel. And hello to you, Jocelyn. Uh, that is Soissons, <laughs> Soissons. Angelique <laughs> Jacox. Oh, ooh, la la, oui, oui. That is uh, Joseph Emmanuel Belli. <laughs> How the hell are you? I'm just fucking peachy. How are you? Fucking peach. <laughs> Oh, my uh, Lord. What have you been up to? Go? Oh, God. Oh, okay. what? Oh. Hi. How did tech go? Uh, okay, so moving on. Um. <laughs> it went great. Okay. It went great. Um. Yep, it went great. Um. How am I? How am I? Woo! This week has been a journey. Dish. A journey. A health journey. Oh, I was real bad this week. I don't necessarily know why. Um, yeah, my 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 issues were really bad. I we had uh Lily's All City concert on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? And it was great. She, the, okay, well, first of all, first of all, <clears throat> watching her sing on my high school stage, and the accompanist is the same accompanist I had in high school. Wow. So they're old. And he's actually not that old. He's only that like was, in his 50s, 60s. That, that was, was a bit to me. Yes, yeah. I get it. I'm <laughs> glossing over that fucker. Um, <clears throat> but it just makes me think, like, how old were they when they were my accompanist in high school? Because they look exactly the same. Like, they have not changed at all. Like, they look exactly the same. That's weird. <laughs> so it's weird. So anyway, and I love him. We're actual friends. So, uh, She's on that stage with that accompanist, and then they sang Go the Distance from Hercules. Fuck it. I was a fucking, I was a mess. I was a disaster. I was a disaster. But anyway, you remember how Ferndale High School looks. I sure do. So going from that circle drive Mm -hmm. where you're not supposed to park where everyone parks. Right. And going to the main doors because the theater doors right there weren't open. It's not a long walk mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I was walking. I was using my cane. It was a bad day. And I'm walking. And all of the sudden, I, I don't know how to explain it other than, and I've never had a seizure, so forgive me. But it was like every muscle in my body had a seizure at the same time. And I had to, like, stop. And I was like, like, all my muscles were, like, spasming and shake it was so it was the weirdest it was like i don't know it was like being tased without the numbing effect i don't know how to explain it it was just all my muscles vibrated and spasmed and i had to like stop and like take a breath lily's like are you okay i was like i don't rightly know <laughs> don't know have you been to the doctor uh uh-huh. Yes. And she said it's because I'm old. Oh, come on. I don't buy that. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to physical. So I have had a consultation with the physical therapist okay, and good. I've explained everything. And he said, because I do have that specific arthritis. He's like, <clears throat> it's t- he's like, it's technically not. It is your arthritis. But what is happening is he seems to think. What is happening is my sciatic nerve is just shot all to hell. It's shredded. It's it's terrible. And so it's causing a cascade of pro- 
pre-existing problems. Mm. So it's my sciatic nerve that's setting off the bad reaction and my arthritis and all that kind of stuff. So once that gets rehabilitated, yes, I'll still have the arthritis. I, I might still have flare-ups and stuff, but it's the sciatic nerve that's making it unbearable. And that's something you can fix through physical therapy. And that therapy. is something I can fix through physical therapy. Well, that is good news. It is really good news because let me tell you something. You know, I plan to live to 90 and 50 more years of this shit. I can't. I can't do so. Um, but it was a fa- and then those auditorium seats are not conducive to comfort. Mm-hmm. So like halfway through, I was like, if they don't wrap this shit up. <laughs> but it was great. And then I took some Tylenol and I was good. Uh and then last night, or no, yesterday afternoon we saw Ant Man, uh Quantumania. Quadrophenia. Quadrophenia, <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. Was it was um good. Was the who in it? Yep. It was actually Paul Rudd, wasn't? It was weird. There, you know, the MCU is going in a different direction in phase five. Um, so it's just going to be all band based. <laughs> like old bands. Like the next one is Chicago, which I'm stoked for. <laughs> um, so it was good. It was good. Uh, what else? Uh, okay. So we have to talk about this. This is a discussion that needs to be had because I'm torn. I'm not torn, but I'm upset. I saw the trailer for the flash. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, but. Mm-hmm. And we need to talk about it because it looks amazing. It looks so it does. It looks really good. And not just for a DC movie. <laughs> it it looks really fucking good. And Michael Keaton. And Oh, is he just, Batman in it? He is Batman in it. Oh, I thought he was just in that scrubbed movie. No, he, he is uh he is Batman. He's like the secondary main character, I think, in it. Oh. Um and it actually looks really fucking phenomenal. Hmm. I'm still not going to pay money to see it. I may see it bootlegged, though. It's just, I mean, you know, we've talked about it. I know. And I feel just dirty and disgusting. I don't know. I'm just so disappointed in myself. (laughs) Oh, God. I just wish Ezra Miller wasn't a piece of shit garbage human. Yeah. And I just hate all of the gymnastics they've done to rehabilitate him and the public eye. Oh. So we just needed to talk about that for a second because I'm very upset. It looks, oh God, it looks so good. When is it coming out? I don't know. I don't. It looks, and this means nothing to you, but to anyone Marvel, it looks no way home good. That's the Spider-Man? Yeah, that's the latest Spider-Man. It looks no way home good. I mean, it looks, oh God damn it. I'm mad. I'm just <laughs> mad about it. Um... Oh, and Val Kilmer story. Sorry, I'm just, you don't get to talk this episode. (laughs) So there's a Val Kilmer story that I immediately thought of you. So Val Kilmer's children had been bugging him to watch his Batman movie. And so I don't know when this took place, but he had to drive like an hour to go find it on VHS. On VHS? I purchased it. Right and they started watching it and one by one his children just left because they thought it was so bad 
Why? why I'm so confused by this story. Who sells VHS anymore? Well, no, this was like years ago. This was like oh, when it first I thought you meant recently. No, 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 no not okay. recently, not recently. <laughs> by the end, he's just sitting there by himself. He's like, I mean, I liked the movie. Well, he is correct. His children are just a bunch of ingrates. His children are like, okay, so I'm going to go. They don't know quality when they see it. They don't know the best Batman. That's right. Right under their noses. What kills me about this bit is you don't give two shits about any of the Batman. You don't care. This is the hill I've chosen to die (laughs) on. You just have taken this hill because it irritates me. Because you don't care. You don't care. And that's what I fucking love about it. Anyway, has anything happened to you? (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to think, like, if I had a couple things to talk about. And I was like, well, did we talk about the last time? But I forgot the last episode we recorded, like, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so uh, we went to, me and Joe and our friend Jamie R. went to see Jagged Little Pill. The musicale uh-huh. uh-huh. and left it intermission. Really? Yes. So you pulled I a pretty woman. Hated it so much. Can we talk about everyone going to see Beetlejuice? And I did not. I saw it. Yeah. Did you Which, see it twice? Well, so here's what happened. So that was, we went to see Jagged Little Pill on a Sunday. And then Jamie had wanted to see Beetlejuice. And I was like, no way, I have no desire. And then I changed my mind. So we went to see it the following Wednesday at the Opera House. Okay. Now, the Opera House seats are in no way made for Chumbalinas. So the seats were exceedingly uncomfortable. Sure, and sure, like, sure. like you're being packed into it. Yes. <laughs> and like Jamie's and my shoulders were like vying for which who gets Absolutely on. Absolutely the fuck not. No. So then in intermission, Jamie was like, and I could tell his back, you know, he also has a yeah. bum back. And I could tell that he was not faring so well. So at intermission, he wanted to leave. And so we left. Okay. So then on Thursday, the next day, I, we, I had a mosaic function uh, at the DIA. And so after that ended, I was like, you know what? Because I was curious about how it was going to end. Because it's very different from the movie. Sure, sure. So I was like, I'm just going to pop over to the Fisher Theater box office and see if I can just snag a cheap ticket somewhere. Right. So I went there and the lady at the box office was looking for seats. And she's like, have you seen it yet? And I said, well, actually, I was there last night with my friend. And those seats are very unforgiving. And she's like, oh, I know. They're terrible so as we were talking the box office manager came out and she said was it just the two of you there and i said yeah and she said so here's what we can do we will sell you a ticket in the handicapped seating area which is just chairs oh and then we'll comp you the second seat have to do that at all i know and so that's what i did and then i called jamie i'm like okay i just did something hear me out (laughs) and Uh, was it for that night it was for friday night oh okay 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 so uh he he was said i'm in and so we went and it made all the difference in the world i can imagine it your mood your comfortability your expectation all that really makes a difference yeah so it was so we saw so yeah we saw beetlejuice 
And so did you like it then? I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Okay. 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 I am seeing really good. Um, I think it'll come as no surprise that I'm in several Back to the Future Facebook groups. Don't judge me. You all, <laughs> you all have your things. Okay. Um, and a lot of people are going to see the musicale and they love it. Okay. Now, not to sound like an asshole, but maybe they're just they just love the movie so much and don't know that much about musicals that they would love it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't. I mean, the only thing I know about that show is the music, which I was not a fan of. But um, I so pre- I, 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 sorry. Go nope. ahead. No, I just keep ahead. talking. No, I just keep talking. I really appreciated Beetlejuice that they kept the spirit of the movie, but they changed so much of it. Okay. Um, cause it wasn't like pretty woman, which was just a complete scene by scene of the movie. So right. maybe they've done that. How would you feel if they did that with back to the future? Scene by scene? No. Like if they changed the, you know, change things around. It's so. With them. So there's several ways I can think about this. With Back to the Future, because one of the reasons I love this movie so much is the soundtrack. That's what makes me, especially when I was younger, that's what made me really love a movie was the songs, was the music. So as long as they had that and expanded on that, then the effects that they would need to accomplish to do that movie justice on stage I think it wouldn't bother me if it was a scene for scene remake Mm. Mm -hmm. because I love the music is half of what I love about it. And if they expanded on it in an intelligent, cohesive way, that would make it even better. And then the pyrotechnics and all that kind of stuff that they would have to do would make it good enough for me. I think that being said, if they were to change it in a smart way, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And I think that, Back to the Future is such a big thing. They would be smart enough because Zemeckis was in on this musical. Like the original creators were in on writing this musical. So I don't think that they would be dumb enough to um, change it to a point where it didn't make sense or it wasn't at least a good homage to the movie. Do you know what? So I think I would be okay either way. Yeah. Yeah, that was I hadn't I haven't seen Beetlejuice the movie in a hundred years. So Jamie had to explain a lot of the changes to me. But like mm. in the musical, like the portal opens to the, the netherworld and Lydia jumps into it. And then oh. her father follows her like just before it closes. So the two of them go to the netherworld oh, instead of the two main people that die. Um, but it's like that sort of stuff that's like different. But mm. mm-hmm. Otho is only in it very briefly in the musical. Really? Yeah. Well, that's just and not until Act 2. Either. Yeah, not in the Beetlejuice, not in the um, Deo number. Really? Yeah. Okay, see, that seems dumb. <laughs> I hate it. Um, <laughs> now, see, just you explaining that, though, it would make sense to make the stage version this is going to sound so fucking pretentious and I apologize richer in story <laughs> if Lydia and her father went into the nether, to the nether world yeah is that mm-hmm. what we're calling it mm-hmm. um, than the other two characters I can see that making sense yeah she's looking for her mom in the oh see that's amazing I love yeah. that 
I love that actually. <clears throat> See that kind of thing, that kind of thing where you know, movies when it comes to story don't have to go as hard as as stage. Yeah. So to adapt it in that way, um I love that. Yeah, and I liked I really liked that they put thought into it. Like what can we do to keep this with the same characters and the spirit, but make it not the movie. Yeah. I like that. I yeah, like that. I like, I really appreciated like that. that. And <clears throat> even though I was elitist about two seconds ago, I probably love back to the future enough that, yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't care as long as I didn't fuck up the music. I wouldn't care if it was just a scene by scene um, thing, because the movie is exciting to me. Pretty woman is not, I can just watch the movie. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And, like, would, there's and nothing... would rather watch the movie. Right. There's no pyrotechnics. There's right. no, I wonder how they're going to do that thing. Yeah. I wonder yeah. how they're going to do that thing. Uh, I can just watch the movie with uh, an actress who, you know, doesn't annoy the absolute ever loving shit out of me. <laughs> um... We also celebrated Joe's birthday this week. Yes. How was that? It was good. We went on Friday. We went to see the movie Missing because he wanted to see that. Oh. And that was. I've ever heard of it. How was it? You didn't like it. It was fine. It's (laughs) one of those like it's all told through the computer screen kind of movies. Oh, yeah. Those are those can be. Yeah. Yeah. And then like uh there were maybe like fifteen minutes left and the movie just stopped and the house lights came on. No. Yeah. So we we're just like sitting there, everyone's looking around, and Joe's like, Well, I guess I'll go. So he <laughs> went out and then came back in and was like, So there was some sort of power surge and it'll be back up in a few minutes. So while he was out in the while he was out in the lobby, he ran into Harold Jerkowitz of all people. <laughs> And then, um, so then the movie started back up again, and then we lost sound for probably oh my like God. four minutes. And then that night, we went to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Okay, please talk about it, because <laughs> I, uh, now listen, I don't call myself a Disney adult because that has a gross connotation, and I don't think I'm that bad. I don't even know what Disney adult means, quite frankly. But I'm not a poo. <laughs> I'm not a poo kind of sore. You're not a poo purist. I'm not. I'm not a purist. <laughs> You're not a poorist. <laughs> so I don't give two shits about how- ah shits poo. Okay, sorry. You don't give two shits about poo. <laughs> So I don't really care, you know, what they did to it, but please, but I am very um uh uh curious as to what <laughs> please do tell. It so if if you don't know, it's a horror see, so Winnie the Pooh, the first Winnie the Pooh book came into the public domain. And so that means you can have at it. So oh, these Oh, I see. That didn't even occur to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. these people made a horror film where Winnie the Pooh and Piglet go around killing people which actually that that in and of itself is kind of hilarious that yeah i mean yes and they should have leaned into that more which they didn't okay um but the whole premise is that christopher robin uh they were friends and then he went away to college and left them all in the hundred acre wood and they didn't have food so then they had to kill and eat eeyore And then they vowed to hate all humans from then on. And so they don't explain, they talk about rabbit and owl in the first 
prologue, which is animated and which was the best part of the movie. Um, but then Rabbit and Owl are not in it. And Piglet okay. has tusks. Oh, that's um, that's not that's not okay. But it was not. That's, that's not. That's not okay. <laughs> it was bewildering. Like it was not funny or fun. Oh, okay. It was very dark. Like like physically dark. Like I don't. I can't tell what's happening right now because it's no, so. No, I hate that. I hate that. HBO does that with their shows a lot. It's like, I I need to see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So and at one point, Pooh is killing this woman in this garage, and he like attacks her and her shirt falls off so then it's just boobs so right. it's like that sort why of why not yeah and then it's just boobs. then it's just boobs and then it's just a true horror movie because then it's just boobs <laughs> so that was that oh all right all right um shit i had something that all of this reminded me of something that i have now forgotten god damn it um all right we have emails Ooh, yes we have heard from our friend to the north uh matt is back in the house and he says i know you have all missed me i had to deal with the ptsd of not having my christmas wish i'm being on the mariah episode i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry You're lazy people but we're not lazy that was that was timing that we were like, we're well, can lazy. we record this like in five minutes? Yes. Okay. Let's just do it. Sure. 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 Um, I've, he says, I've missed your joy, but let's be real. You need to remake glitter as a musical and have Sue's play dice. <laughs> Mitch, I am in. Let's do it. Oh my that, God. I was like, that is sick and twisted and appropriate. I love that. So <laughs> much. It's so uh, tens across the board for Angelica Houston. Well done, my my ladies. She'd be one of my five funny ladies I would have at a dinner party if I could pick a random gang. Angelica Houston, Natasha Leone, Sandra Bernhard, Jan Arden, and New Arthur. Maybe B. Okay. Arthur? Sure, probably. Oh, your turn. So that's our, our new assignment is five funny ladies at dinner. Um, TV has been bad lately. I'm in a rut. Tried the following interview with a vampire. Garbage. Mayfair witches. I forgot I wasn't a tween girl anymore. But damn, <laughs> anymore. I, st <laughs> I still love me some Teen Wolf and Vampire Diaries. If you hadn't a chance to see the movie Vesper, it's sci-fi post-apocalyptic. Um, I don't know that one. No, I haven't heard of that one. Uh, we had a polar vortex minus 50. Of course, that's Celsius, uh, so I don't know what that is oh. in American. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, does Marjorie Taylor Greene count as a funny lady? Uh, Not funny. Ha uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar is just a long pee break. Chelsea Handler <laughs> has been rocking the Daily Show, and she has made me relive her again. And what the shiz is Priscilla Presley up to? And can she get cast on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Oh, my God. <gasps> that would be. That would be genius they would all be shitting themselves constantly. oh my god that is like bros. kyle would trip over herself oh my god appreciate herself that would be amazing i love bonnie Raitt winning and showing true strong women at the grammys you know here i have to say just i have to take a little i have to get off this exit here um when she won song of the year i was like 
Oh my God, the Grammys are such fuddy-duddies. I can't believe they gave her song of the year. So the next day, Joe texted me. I was at work and he's like, oh my God, that Bonnie Raitt song makes me cry. And I'm like, really? And so I listened to it. I'm like, <laughs> really? This song is like super good and super oh, sweet really? and also made me cry. So, okay, I'm back on the highway. Um, I bought the original Wicked Cast recording on vinyl this week. Oh, hello. Remembering its beauty. Um, I know it's debated, but I think it's pop theater perfection before Ariana Grande and the movies ruin everything and I can never listen to it again. <laughs> What's that uh, Funny Future Ladies special Canadian edition of Jan Arden with Matt? I'd love to. I can't wait. After the <laughs> Mimi debacle. Your friend in Christ and all my East Coast crew listening, wearing long johns on the daily. I heart you both dearly, Matt. Oh, and we heart you, Matt, and we're so happy to hear back from you. And you are getting all of our cold because we are not. Yeah, because it's like 175 degrees here now. So. It really is. We're living on the sun. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. Uh, so I'll read Gretchen. Yeah. All right. Hello, darlings. Oh, how your podcast this week made me laugh. I don't know what tickled me more. Susie's phrases for being aroused or Joe's laughter and said phrases. <laughs> uh, here are a few in my list in no particular order. Rob Lowe. Mm. He's still mouthwatering. There's something about mouthwatering and talking <laughs> about a person that's... <laughs> I have loved him from afar. From afar. We know you don't know I've loved him from afar since I was in middle school and he was in The Outsiders. I haven't seen The Outsiders. You haven't? No. Holy macaroni. I can't believe it. No. That's um, really good. Sam. Oh, Gretchen, I don't know how to say this name. Hagen, I'm going to say H-E-U-G-H-A-N. Scottish, redhead, need, it, need I say more. Uh, Henry Golding. I get he's hot. He's gorgeous. And in my mind, he's kind. So I loved him. Oh. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. I know Suze will take umbrage with this because he's the wrong Marvel Chris. No Marvel Chris is wrong except for Pratt. Yes. That's all that's all we that's yeah. all. Um he makes my mouth water. I get it. He's fucking perfect looking. Tay Diggs. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. He's kind of fallen off the face of the earth, <laughs> but he's just gorgeous. Yeah, he is. Idris Elba, I have loved him in any role he's been in. I know another Marvel connection. Listen, they know how to cast him, okay? I'm just saying. He's just so good in everything and lovely to look at. Zach Efron, it's the dark hair and blue eyes. So there no. you go. Yours till Niagara Falls <laughs> And then we got a text from our friend Jamie R. Um who says, listen to the potty, and since I know you both are dying to know, here's my list. Number 10, young Alec Baldwin. Number 9, young Robert Redford. Why they all gotta be young, Jamie? <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Yeah, sure. 8, Murray Bartlett. Yeah, seven. oh, he's, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. 7, Bradley Cooper. 6, yeah. controversial, Army Hammer. He says, despite everything, purely on looks. No, for for sure, but I don't know. He's yeah, it's hard to get to past me. that for me. Yeah, but we support you, Jr. We su we support your wrongness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Five, Chris Evans. Four, John Hamm. I can see that. Yeah. Three, Handy <laughs> Handy Cavill. <laughs> 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 right, he said he touched Andy Cavill. 
which I just thought was so appropriate. Hey, handy. Handy Campbell, why don't you come over here? Do what you're good at. <laughs> Two Paul Rudd. Oh, he's a cutie, cute, cute. And one Christopher Maloney. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this week, we're switching over to the ladies. The ladies. So you came up with 11. I ended up coming up with 11. So give me your 11 and your 10. So, <clears throat> so this is how I based my list off of. Um, they don't, how, how can I explain this? I'm not, I'm not straight as an arrow, but women don't do the same flooding of the basement. It's different <laughs> for me. You know what I'm saying? I do. Um, I do. So it's more their personalities a lot will like, I will, I have to watch them in anything. I would marry them. I would learn how to cook for them. Sorry, Peter. I, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Some more than others. So when it's really leaning on the hotness, that's how much further to the top we're going. So that's okay. kind of how I broke it down. Okay. Um. So 11, Uh, my honorable mention is Winona Ryder. Oh, interesting. She's fucking gorgeous. I would watch whatever she's in. She's got just enough mental illness that makes it interesting. <laughs> she's, I just, I love her. She's just been, I just love her. And then my number 10, oh, Olivia Coleman. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I, let me explain something super quick. The ex-husband, ugh. And it, he was actually talking about a specific person on my list when we were talking about this many, many moons ago. He said that women have different expectations of beauty or whatever, that like women that aren't necessarily beautiful, those are the women that other women find beautiful. Hmm. And it always stuck in my craw because it's like, do you know how that sounds? But it's kind, but in a way it's kind of correct. I can look at my men's list and go, all of these, I know that everyone would agree with maybe with the exception of Alan Rickman, you would be wrong. Everyone would agree that these men are physically attractive, whether you like them or not. Whereas I think you'll look at my women and go, really? Because it's more of what they do to me in my brain. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. I can't wait to hear the rest of these. So anyway, so Olivia Coleman was my 10. So who was your 10? My number 10, I had to give it up for Jane Fonda. Still yeah. gorgeous at 80 fucking five. 85. My God. Yeah. Gorgeous. My God. Um, okay. My number nine is, it's not controversial. None of this is controversial. Okay. Um, but <laughs> my number nine, I used to hate her. <laughs> and now I love her. Let me explain. The reason I hated her is because she was on a little show called Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. She was the worst character. I hated, 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 still hate that show. Um, it's Sarah Paulson. Is my oh. Number nine. I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. Did you um, see her on the Pedro Pascal sketch? I did. I did. Yeah, Where mommy fun. and daddy. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes, you are. Um, I would do things with her. 
I would. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, I hated Studio 60 so much. And yeah, her was character was based on Kristen Chenoweth. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes, her character was based on Kristen Chenoweth. Wasn't Kristen um, Chenoweth also on that show? I almost said Otho. Otho? She was on West Wing. I don't know that she was on Studio 60. I'm just going to double check. I, just, I wouldn't be surprised if she was because Aaron Sorkin does that shit. Yeah. Um, but how do you spell Kristen with an I? Yep. I with am. a with a with a K. Spell with a K. With letters. <laughs> with, uh, they took a different approach with her name. <laughs> um. So while I am looking at this, my number nine is Regina King. God damn it. <laughs> yeah gorgeous yeah. and i love yeah. her I love her so much yes she is yes. just the best yeah i get it motherfucker <laughs> yeah i forgot about her uh yep yeah, no studio 60 okay number eight what do you got i have uh miss glass onion herself janelle monet ah good uh, one Oh, that's yeah, good. I would do things for her as well. I wow. would do things for her as well. I would run errands <laughs> naked for her if she wanted me to. I just That's good. I'm yeah. loving this yeah. list of yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's she just looks I, I, yeah, love her. And yeah, no, I, I get it. My number 8, Heidi Klum. Okay. I love her. I okay. think she gets so much more beautiful as she ages. She's aging well. Yeah, she is. And I just, I love her. Gorgeous. I, her funny. commitment to Halloween is really what does it for me, to be honest. <laughs> uh, my number seven, this lady has just wormed her way into my heart. She is the queen of queens. She is Miss Angela Bassett. Ah, yes, good. Oh, my God, those teeth, those uh, just, uh, oh, God. Damn, yes. Now, see, she is someone that I would have too much respect for to sleep with. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would be her personal assistant. (laughs) That she wouldn't have to pay. (laughs) But nothing physical would ever happen because she is, like, a goddess. And I don't want to sully her. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally get it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. She also is one who is aging so well. Oh, my God. She's... God damn, she's beautiful. She's so pretty. (laughs) My number seven is Brooke Shields. Oh, I see that. Now, when I was but a tween, she was the one I loved before I knew what was what. (laughs) Uh, Before I thought about it. (laughs) And then I saw the Blue Lagoon in the theaters. Hold on. <laughs> uh, can we back that up just for a I moment? I have <laughs> questions, it turns out. Uh, but yeah, I think she is still gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And one of these days, really we're going to watch that documentary for the show. Brooke Shields, Pretty Baby. Which oh, just, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it's out yet, but I want to see it. Number six. Now, my number six, five, and four... I know I said the hotter they got, you know, the the less straight I got, whatever. But four, six, five, and four, I just love them so much that that I don't know that I would get physical with any of these women either. 
But my number six is Laura Dern. Oh. I would fetch her coffee. I would rub her feet. I would, (laughs) you know what? I'd make out a little probably. I like how your signs of affection translate into like duties and tasks. Acts acts of service. That's my love language, baby. Is it really? Oh my God. If Pete does the dishes, oh Jesus. I'm like, drop your pants right now in this kitchen while you're doing the dishes. It's even hotter. Like do something without me telling you to do it. Let's get to fucking. It's yes. 100%. Uh, I hope there are certain people that don't listen to this. It's... <laughs> yeah, no acts of service. Get me going, baby. Um, who's your number six? Number six for me is Padma Lakshmi. What? I, I, she irritates the ever loving. Oh my God. I think she's beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. And a big ass scar. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> Get <was> her coffee. <laughs> that was weird. Do her laundry, bitch. Um, <laughs> I don't. I get. I, it's a weird. It's weird. Okay, I know why I don't like her, and it's weird and misogynistic and stupid of me. I don't like her because she was the host of Top Chef, and my whole thing was. What does she know about food? Like, why am I putting, why out of everything in the world am I like, well, she doesn't, I don't know. She just irritates me. Plus she was married to Salman Rushdie. So that's got to say something. I mean, but what does it say? <laughs> it surely says something, but what is up in the air? Um, my number right. five. Top five. I would send her flowers. <laughs> I would make her a scrapbook. <laughs> I I would make her a mixtape. Uh, Miss Jennifer Garner. Uh, oh. She just look she's the sweetest soul and just I could cry talking about her. I love her. So once again, nothing physical, but acts of service coming <laughs> out my ass. And I might take it in the face. But <laughs> I love her. She's just, I just, oh, she's delightful and wonderful. And I love her. I briefly flirted with her, with putting her on the list as well. I briefly flirted, I briefly with, her flirted with her and she shut me down. So she <laughs> is a like, bitch. Uh, she was like, sir, first of all, you're gay. What are you doing here? No, she probably wouldn't though. She would yeah. probably be like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then she would like make you cookies. Yeah, because she's so nice. So, God damn it, I love her. All right. Who's your number five? Number five, the gorgeous Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Oh, I've, okay. I learned from my list. I like them exotic. I like exotic women. Like European, you know. Sure, 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 sure. Classic beauty. Yeah. All right. I like mine British, turns out, <laughs> much like my men. Um, my number four, uh, she could chain me in her basement. Oh. And um, I would just, the fact that I was in her house, I wouldn't even have to, just knowing that I was in her presence, I would be like, yes, mommy. Um, once again, nothing physical, I don't think. 
Emma Thompson. Oh yeah, she was almost on my list. Yeah. She's like she's like my female Alan Rickman. Yeah, she is. Because truth be told, Alan Rickman to me, I never imagined making out with him, to be honest. But he just filled me with so many feelings. It was like it was too much too many feelings. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about her. Yeah. She's beautiful inside and out. She's like yes. just a total package. Like, can I just watch you put on your makeup? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything with any of these ladies, but I would well, just like sure. to sit and look at them. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Well, your story's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh-huh. I-, I wouldn't even like want to get him coffee or anything. <laughs> I just want to like, let me just sit and look at you for a minute and then I'll get out of your way. <laughs> I wouldn't even get him coffee. Fuck you. I just want to look at you. You can get your own coffee and I'm just going to sit here. You know what? I don't even have to sit here because this chair, it's not that comfortable. I'm going to take a picture and then you go scoot your tight little ass and get your own copy. Uh, oh. right, who's your number four? Number four, Michelle Obama. All right. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Lovely woman, I'm yes. sure. Good. Yes. Yep. You Love know what her. I would do for her? I would I would dress up in a nice lady suit and cross my ankles and put my hands <laughs> in my lap and listen to her read to me. That's what I would do for Michelle Obama. <laughs> That's what I would do for her. She could read to me. <laughs> for her. And you're I'm welcome, Michelle. For you. <laughs> that reminds me of number 12. Oh, my God. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. She is. Man. She's never done it for me. (laughs) Top three. I'm getting in my feelings. (laughs) Top three, Marvel connection, Tessa Thompson. Oh, I don't know who this is. She plays Valkyrie. I don't know who that is. Look her up. She's fucking hot. I'm looking her up. She is hot. Tessa. There she is. She's gorgeous. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I would take it in the face. (laughs) I would get her coffee i would i would take her scalding hot coffee and throw it in my own face if she asked me to <laughs> um she's gorgeous oh she's my... in that passing movie god oh she's in creed okay oh she is just delicious number three for me is penelope cruz okay i Beautiful. see it Spanish. Your list is like a is like sophisticated. <laughs> Where mine- it's because yeah, I would not. There's no down and dirty with any of these women. Where I'm out here selling my wares for them <laughs> and getting them um, coffee. Miss <laughs> Bassett, uh, could I get you coffee? I don't have to wear a shirt. Thank you. Uh, turns out I'm a whore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Penelope. Penelope's good. Yeah, gorgeous. Real good. My number two, I would tuck her in at night. (laughs) I would make her protein shakes. Um, I would make sure she took her vitamins and I would brush her hair. I would marry her. I would make her sandwiches. Elizabeth Olsen. Oh. Oh, interesting. She is so... Fucking beautiful. Wow. Okay. And like, I want to be, you know what I want from Elizabeth Olsen? This is what I want. 
I want to be best friends with her with a little bit of sexual tension. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we're both straightish, but we're never going to go there. You know what I mean? Because we don't want to ruin the friendship. But there will be there will be glances that other people will notice and be like, are they just friends? Do you know what I mean? That's what I want with Elizabeth Olsen. Innocent intimacy. Innocent, yeah, like, like oh, we're just two girlfriends who hold hands. That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, love her. Oh, and she's such a good fucking actress. My God. Okay. She is really good. Sorry, I really... Woo! See, do you see what I'm talking about at the top of this list? My God. A three-way between... Well, a four-way. No, actually, a three-way between my top three. I don't even have to participate. I can watch them. Anyway, who's your number two? Number two, still... Sophia Loren. Oh, Sophia Loren. Oh, my God. In her, she still is gorgeous. She's 86. But in her heyday, I think she is the most beautiful woman. Yeah, you are so sophisticated. And I am a dirty, (laughs) dirty. What's because I don't have any of those feelings for these women? Uh, Yeah. I I just like to admire beauty. All right. You that but sounded like, very judgmental. But no, 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 because Just my because mens list give was my like kitty up. <laughs> <laughs> my mens list was like, okay, I will I'll I'll take it in, in the face. <laughs> I will bend over and <laughs> there will be no coffee involved because we're just gonna go out in the garage and do it on the oil stained floor. <laughs> I don't know. Garage is the most manly place I think of to get fucked. Um, <laughs> number one. Number I can't wait. One, number one. I would do anything for her. That, just anything. I'm t- suggest it. We'll talk. Let's talk. Because I'll probably do it. Miss Florence Pugh. I thought you were going to say Florence Henderson. <laughs> Miss Flor- Mrs. Florence Pugh. Yes, yes. Pugh. I didn't even think of her. Uh, and she, uh, she's someone I used to hate, too. Oh, you did? For like a hot minute. I was getting Florence Pugh like fatigue. Like okay. the, the, around the time when Little Women came out, and all the, I was like, Jesus, is this woman and everything? Like, get her out of my face. And I think it was just, you know, when you first like somebody, yeah. you kind of hate them. I think that's what it was. I, think that, I was confused about my feelings, I think is what. Okay, yeah, I can definitely see it. She could make a list of tasks and I would tick them <laughs> off. Um God, she's just Jesus. You would think that I was a horned out sex fiend and it couldn't be I couldn't be more opposite. That's sex to why... me is like what? All right, I guess we can do that. Fine, whatever. <laughs> That's why we have these lists, so we can live in our fantasies. Uh, who is your number one? My number one, who I think is just stunning. I have always thought she is stunning. And that is Chris Pratt. No, it is. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, uh, my number one is Iman. Yeah. <laughs> She is so fucking beautiful. I love that she was married to David Bowie. Well, and here's what I would say about that. I would put that, like, they would probably be the only couple 
Mm. Next up, our top 10 couples. No. Um, <laughs> there'd be a couple where I'd be like, I don't have to participate. I just want to watch the two of you because it's it's got to be interesting. Ugh, I'm looking at pictures of her right now. She is so fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. So there's our list. What do y'all think? Send us your top hotties, top lady hotties. Aside from the fact that I'm a fucking skis <laughs> who will put out for and for coffee, apparently. And I'm uh, super gay. <laughs> 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 I have nothing but respect for my top ten ladies. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, where would put my tongue? <laughs> Seriously, it couldn't be further from the fucking truth. I can't be bothered. Let's be honest. Um, <clears throat> shall we? <laughs> Let's. We're almost an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our show, everyone. Um, Miss Amy Adams. Miss Amy Adams. Let me find my notes. All right. Quickly. Not quickly, because this is whatever. You'll stick this around. This is why we're here. You'll Let's stick around and you'll Amy. like it. Um, Amy Lou Adams. That couldn't. That name couldn't be more fitting. <laughs> uh, was born August twentieth, nineteen seventy four, in Vicenza, Italy. She's forty eight. She She's my age. Forty eight. That no, that doesn't make any sort of sense. Um, sh- her American parents. Uh, we're living in Italy because her father was stationed there with the United States Army. She is the fourth of seven kids. Mm. Uh, Amy grew up shy in a house full of outgoing people. She had four brothers and two sisters and parents with a flair for performance. As a child, she says she was always grateful to be one of many. It deflected attention from her. She said, I kind of like not being noticed. Uh, to put it mildly, this seems an unusual attitude for an actor, but she says it's been a struggle because I love performing, but if I'm in a group of people and someone has a bigger personality, I'm like, go ahead, have fun. Looks like a lot of work. Um, after moving from one army base to another, she settled with her family when she was eight in Castle Rock, Colorado. After leaving the army, her father sang professionally in nightclubs and restaurants. And she has described going to her father's shows and drinking Shirley Temples at the bar as among her fondest childhood memories. The family was not wealthy. They camped and hiked together a lot for entertainment and performed amateur skits written by her father or sometimes by her mother. Uh, She was enthusiastic, Amy was, about the plays and always played the lead. Uh, She was raised a Mormon until her parents divorced in 1985 and left the church. But uh, she says, I was still a child when we left, so I didn't necessarily have a strong religious pull towards the church. For me, it was just, you suddenly weren't a part of the community. After the breakup, her father moved to Arizona and remarried while the children remained with their mother. Now get this. Her mother became a semi-professional bodybuilder. Okay. Took the children with her to the gym when she trained. Uh, Amy has compared her uninhibited early years with her siblings to Lord of the Flies. Describing herself as a scrappy, tough kid, she has said she fought frequently with other children. Um, She wasn't real big on high school. She was a loner. She would take a book with her to lunch every day. Um, 
After graduation, she and her mother moved to Atlanta. She did not go to college, much to her parents' disappointment. And she later regretted not pursuing higher education. Uh, At 18, she realized that she was not gifted enough to be a professional ballerina. She had been taking dance classes prior to that. And so she found her way into musical theater. And that was more to her taste. One of her first stage roles was in a community theater production of Annie. To support herself, she worked as a greeter at The Gap. And also, she worked as a waitress at Hooters. Oh. I know. The first defining moment in her adult life was the death of a close friend in a hiking accident when they were both 23. She said he'd been one of the few people who knew me when I was younger, and then he was my boyfriend for a while, and then we just remained friends and talked. Um, I haven't really talked about this before in an article, but it had a huge effect on me. I thought, this is it. This is the only life. And so she thought, was she going to spend hers in regional dinner theater? Or should she aim for something more ambitious? And then she says, I'd always operated out of fear, but now she was determined to get to New York or LA. So once she had saved enough money from working at Hooters to buy a used Toyota, she set off with her brother at the age of 24 for California. She met uh, actor and painter Darren Legallo at an acting class in 2001. They began dating a year later while collaborating on a short film. They became engaged in 2008, and she gave birth to their daughter, Aviana, in 2010. That's a beautiful name. Yeah, it is. Seven years after their engagement, the couple married in a private ceremony on a ranch near Santa Barbara. Uh, She says in 2016 that she appreciates the numerous sacrifices that her husband has made as the primary caregiver for the family. They reside in Beverly Hills, California, obviously. She has described her family life as pretty low-key and has said that her routine involves going to work, taking her daughter to the park, and having weekly date nights with her husband. She finds little value in being a celebrity and maintains that the more people know about me, the less they'll believe me and my characters. She attracts little gossip or tabloid attention. She strives to keep a healthy work-life balance. She makes an effort to remain unaffected by fame, believing that it would hinder her ability to play roles with honesty. She has spoken about suffering from insecurity and a lack of confidence from a young age and how motherhood has made her calmer. She frequently breaks into song when she is stressed at work. Uh, She has joined other actors in calling for equal pay for women in the film industry, but she finds that actresses are too often asked to explain the gender pay gap and feels the questions should be directed instead to the producers. Having experienced difficulty in her early years in the film industry, she now works closely with underprivileged students at New York's Ghetto Film School. Variety honored her for her work with them in 2010. She also supports the Trevor Project, a nonprofit organization that helps troubled LGBT teenagers. And she served as a presenter for the 2011 event Trevor Live. In 2013, she launched the book, The Beauty Book for Brain Cancer, to help raise money for brain cancer charities, Snog and Headrush. The following year, she attended a charity event at the UCLA Medical Center in Santa Monica to raise funds for sexually abused children. In 2020, she teamed with actress Jennifer Garner 
to launch the campaign hashtag save with stories to promote children's education during the school closures due to COVID. That just sounds like them. Yeah. Uh, she is also an ambassador for the right way foundation, a charity that provides employment and mental health services for former foster children. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How much we get of a it. better You're person? A good person. <laughs> Jesus. I'm a lazy whore who does none of those things. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, oh God, you, you, the thing about her is that you look at her and you know, she's a good person. Yes. 100%. Like you just look at her eyes and you're like, okay, you, yeah, got it. I'm not good enough to be around you. Perfect. Amy Adams. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making this adversarial. Um, <laughs> it's my new nemesis. You Adams. Um, Adams began her professional career as a dancer in 1994 dinner theater production of a chorus line in Boulder, Colorado. The job required her to wait on tables before getting up to perform on stage. She enjoyed singing and dancing, but disliked waitressing. Yeah. (laughs) And ran into trouble when a fellow dancer whom she considered a friend made false accusations about her to the director. Oh, my Lord. Adam said, I never really knew where what the lies were. I only knew I kept getting called in and lectured about my lack of professionalism. Come on. You would just look at that face and know that the other person was lying. Give me a fucking break. Uh, (laughs) I love my flim flam relationship with Amy Adams. Uh, she lost the job but went on to perform in dinner theater at Denver's Heritage Square Music Hall and a country dinner playhouse which everyone knows is better than that first place anyway so everyone knows that everybody knows that during a performance of Anything Goes at the country dinner playhouse in 1995 she was spotted by Michael Brindisi the president and artistic director of the Minneapolis based Sean Hazen Dinner Theater, who offered her a job there. How many dinner theaters are there? Yeah, I I can see why she got out of Colorado. I feel like there's too many. (laughs) Um, Everything's just a restaurant, but they couldn't find waiters. So they're like, if we make it a dinner theater and we we tell them they can do a show in between serves, they'll do double duty. It's just a Wendy's that has a cabaret in between. Um, in the ladies' room. In the ladies' room, because you know Wendy's have waiters now. <laughs> oh God, uh, we've been talking too long. I'm losing it. Um, <clears throat> and she performed there for the next three years. She loved the security and schedule of the job, and she said that she learned tremendously from it. Nonetheless, the grueling work took its toll on her. I had a lot of reoccurring inju- it injuries. Uh, bursitis in my knees, pulling muscles in my groin, my abductor and abductor, adductor and abductor. Sure. Uh, my body was wearing out from dinner theater. <laughs> and here we go again. She's my nemesis. <laughs> uh, during her time in dinner theater, she uh, acted in her first film, a black and white short satire named The Chromium Hook. Soon after, while she was off work uh, nursing a pulled muscle, uh, she attended the locally held auditions for the Hollywood film Drop Dead Gorgeous, a satire on beauty pageant starring Kirsten Dunst, Ellen Barkin, and Kirstie Alley. She was cast as a promiscuous cheerleader. She felt that her character's personality was far removed from her own and worried about how people would perceive her. Uh, 
The production was filmed locally, which enabled Adams to shoot for her role while still performing Brigadoon on stage. Well, thank God. <laughs> no one wants to miss out on Brigadoon. Why am I all of a sudden I'm a it, it, 105 and I'm a raging bitch? Um, fuck you and Brigadoon, Adams. <laughs> I don't know. I hate good people, I think. Um, encouragement from Allie prompted Adams to actively pursue presume pursue a film career and she moved to Los Angeles Angeles in January 1999 uh she auditioned for whatever parts came her way mostly given roles of the bitchy girl her first assignment came within a week of her relocation in the Fox television series Manchester Prep a spinoff of the film Cruel Intentions. I have never heard of this. And she played Catherine, which was played by Michelle, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller in the film. Oh. Following numerous script revisions and two production shutdowns, the series was canceled. What a shock that a... Yeah, I can't believe. Show, I can't believe Cruel Intentions, the television show, was canceled by Fox. <laughs> That's weird. Um, da -da -da -da. Uh, despite... Uh, oh. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Adams later said a controversial scene in which her character encourages a girl to masturbate on a horse. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> this show is right up my alley. Where <laughs> is it? Encourages a girl to masturbate on a horse? What is the reason for its cancellation? I gotta find that episode. What? What would that entail? The three filmed episodes were re-edited and released later in 2000 as the directive of video film Cruel Intentions 2. Ah, uh, that's why I can't find it. Uh, despite a negative critical reception, Nathan Rabin of the Avon Cl AV Club wrote that Adams plays her alpha bitchy role with vicious glee largely missing from Sher Sarah Michelle Gellar's sterile take on the character. All right, let's not disperse. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Oh, she's another one. She could have been number 13 on my list. I love her. Um, Adams next had a supporting role as a teenage genesis of a movie star in Psycho Beach Party, a horror parody of Beach Party and slasher films. She played the part as a homage to actress Anne Margaret. From 2000 to 2002, Adams appeared in guest roles in several television series, including that 70s show, Charmed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Smallville, and The West Wing. I don't remember her on The West Wing. Was she on The West Wing? Doesn't matter. No one cares. Um, <clears throat> following brief roles in three small scale features in 2002, the slaughter rule pumpkin and serving Sarah <laughs> Adams got her first high profile part in Steven Spielberg's comedy drama. Catch me if you can. She played Brenda strong, a nurse with whom Frank Abagnale jr. Falls in love. The film raised her confidence and despite the film's success and praise for her warm presence from vanity a variety critic tom mccarthy it failed to boost her career she was unemployed for a year after its release leading her to almost quit film acting Adams, yeah she instead enrolled in acting classes realizing that she had a lot to learn and a lot of self-growth to work through you know what i'm tired of you being introspective and good-hearted <laughs> um <clears throat> who does that what hollywood actress says you know what i'm not getting work maybe it's me and I'm going to go and I'm going to learn more. <laughs> Fuck you, Amy Adams. Enough. You, you're putting this in my face quite enough. Um, 
Uh, da, 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 da. Her career prospects seemingly improved a year later when she received a lucrative offer to star in a regular as a, as a regular in the CBS television drama Doctor Vegas, but she was dropped after a few episodes. Uh, uh, delusion by her fine from Doctor Vegas. Adams considered quitting acting altogether after completing work on the independent comedy drama Junebug, which had a production budget of under a million. Uh, she then went on to make uh, Talladega Nights, which was just the year after. That's crazy. That I saw that. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, listen, the woman's done a lot of shit, okay? Uh, and then her, na- uh, but, but her next big thing was Enchanted with Patrick Dempsey and James Marsden. Uh, she was among 250 actresses who auditioned for the high-profile role. The studio had favored the casting of a bigger star, but the director, Kevin Lima, insisted on Adams due to her commitment to the part and her ability to, to be non-judgmental about Janelle's personality. A ball gown she had to wear for the film weighed 45 pounds, and she mm. fell several times under its weight. Dear God. <laughs> she's just a delicate little thing. She's just, she's delicate and she's beautiful and she's a good person and I hate her gun. <laughs> um, she was in uh, the Muppet movie with uh, what's his face from How I Met Your um, Mother. Yes. Which I, that wasn't my favorite. I didn't like it too much. She has also been, uh, she was Lois Lane in uh, the new Superman with Handy uh, Cavill. With Handy Cavill, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, listen, she's been in a lot, and we're going, we're going real long. So, just to name, oh, you know what though? She was really good. <laughs> this is gonna sound stupid. She was really good at Night in the Museum, uh, Battle at the Smithsonian. She plays uh, Amelia Earhart, and she's mm. really good. I haven't seen. And that. she looks like her, and it's really cute um she's been in man of steel american hustle big eyes batman versus superman arrival nocturnal animals justice league uh the hbo miniseries uh sharp objects and she starred in a west end production of the glass Menagerie. and she was in into the woods of course she was <laughs> okay and um she has received six academy award nominations best supporting actress for june bug doubt the fighter the master and vice and best actress for american hustle and that's Amy Adams in a very big nutshell. Never won. Never won. Poor thing. Poor thing. <clears throat> so I chose to watch Junebug, mm-hmm. her first big breakthrough, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, which lie was brought to my attention on the last episode. I said it came out in 2015, oh, God, but it no. did not. It came out in 2005. <laughs> yeah. Big difference. Big. I'm very curious. I think that you did not like this movie. I fucking hated this movie with a burning passion of a thousand suns. It is Tatooine and um, Jakar. It's you don't know what that means, but um, I fucking hated it. Hated everything about it. Even her? No, she was delightful. There was not one. She was the only likable character and only by a little bit because her naivety. I was like, all right, Jesus Christ you know enough to have sex and have a baby but you can't like but come on it no one was likable they were all terrible people it was slow it was plotting I, yeah i hated it absolutely despised it you love it i do love it you do love it i love it a lot why do you 
this is going to sound judgmental, but I'm asking because I'm curious. That's why there's passion in my voice. What makes you love it so much? Because people loved this movie. I mean, people would not shut up about this movie. I assumed I was going to love it. Like you hear Junebug and I don't think of the actual insect. I think of this movie first. Like people loved it. What do you love about it? I love how, well, I love, first of all, I love her so much in this movie. She is so, she's great. She really she, is. Like she is so 100% that character. Mm-hmm. Just everything that she does, there is not a single false note in what she does in this movie. Yeah. No, she's and great. when someone is able to bring a character to life like that, I just am all about it like i just love when she first meets the sister-in-law and she was like oh i was you know born in japan and she just has that moment and then she's like you were not <laughs> yeah i no, just she, love that she is delightful i love the ordinariness about it i love how it's about this family who doesn't communicate well and I love how the brother who comes home with the with the wife, mm-hmm. how he's the character you know the least about, really, because you don't mm-hmm. really spend much time with him. And you don't even know what the beef is between him and his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did love that nuance of <clears throat> you assume he's this big city, totally changed from his family, totally um separated blah 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 but as soon as he gets into that house you can see how he becomes because every time you see him once they get there every time you see him he's napping on the couch and there's drool right (laughs) and i thought that was pretty perfect i love how to the father just seems to have shut down under the weight of his wife like that woman that oh my oh my god Oh my God, she's fucking terrible. I adore Celia Weston in everything. I mean the that character. She does. But I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, oh, I just, man. I, I just, I love the dynamics of this, of watching this family. And I love like all of those little establishing shots of like the empty rooms in the house and like yeah. the, the um, fields and stuff when they're driving. Um, I don't know. I just love it. And I love how, the two married people um, seem to, well, they do have this um, sort of fracture towards the end, which, you know, they make different decisions about what they're going yeah. to do. Um, but then at the end, you just get the sense that they're going to be okay and that they're, uh, sorry, spoiler. But, but uh, he's clearly in love with Amy Adams, clearly. You think? Yeah. He would, <laughs> Yeah. He would make her a sandwich. He would tuck her in. He would go <laughs> to Target for her. He would buy her tampons. He would get her coffee. He would put his face in between her. Yes. He is in love with her. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. And what is with the double kisses? The wife, the new wife, that she just immediately loves everyone and is overly affectionate and up in their shit. Get off me, lady. I don't know who the fuck you are. But I think why are you kissing me on both cheeks and helping me with my homework? Stop! I think oh, she's God. trying to ingratiate herself into this family. Fuck her. Well, then she should have waited. <laughs> God, 
I'm really angry about this. And I love how when she gets there, she keeps calling her Pat. And then yes. she's like, oh, you keep calling her Pat. Her name is Peg. Her name is Peg. <laughs> oh, no, that was a beautiful moment because she does it so kindly <laughs> and so non-judgment you keep calling her pat but her name is peg <laughs> like she almost says it like you know what her name should be pat you're you're right <laughs> you're right to call her pat but it's peg listen her perform. i just i can't these characters i want except for amy adams i want to just meet them all in a dark alley and hit them repeatedly they're t- terrible i also love two more things that i love okay. about it okay. I, I love the moment is so sweet when ben mckenzie is just watching tv in the basement and then the meerkat show comes on and he calls her to come down during her baby shower and then like so then he desperately tries to find a videotape to record it for her which yes. is so sweet it's because so he's sweet, such a dick it though he does he does but he tries and i also sorry go ahead but so that moment made me think though because his character is such a dick because at first i was like oh my god that's so sweet like he actually cares about her he wants to tape this for her because she loved meerkats but then i thought what if he's the one that loved meerkat he's the one that loves meerkats and she has taken that from Mm. him his personality i might be thinking too much into that but that thought did cross my mind because i was i was (laughs) disbelieving that he would be sweet to record it for her (laughs) anyway go ahead the other thing i love is just sort of how you can live with people grow up with people and there still is this unknowability about people like when uh they are at that church social and he gets up and sings and you can tell that she was like his wife was like mm-hmm. where like i never knew like this was something you know it's just that and like there was something with um the dad and them like the older, but I don't know. There was just something about that idea. And I loved how Ben McKenzie like turned around once to watch him sing and then kept his back to him the whole time. Like I just, and I loved how he throws the wrench at him, but we never know what has transpired between them. I just, I think that's, I like that. He's in love with her. That's what it is. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Just because like, like, I don't know. So, so the husband leaves after the baby, which is what the fuck, dude, that's fucked up that you leave. Like, no, there's no worse person. His brother stays and I get wanting to stay and like, we're friends and someone should be here with her. And it's disgusting that my family left, but just the way he is with her. I'm like, "Mm, you want to put it in her. There, there is definitely an intimacy between the two of them that no other. Well, and that's the other thing too. Like I feel like the two. Um, I need names. It, Alessandro Navolo and and Beth Davids. I don't know what their character names are, but the couple that comes into town. Like it seemingly like their relationship is really first and foremost just a physical relationship right like they meet get married very quickly and they just keep fucking wherever they are in the car um in the house when everyone's in you know just one room over and they're very loud um and so yeah it 
that scene, especially at the hospital at the end between him and Amy Adams is a kind of intimacy that we don't see with anyone, any other two characters right. in this movie. Right. So that's really interesting. I never, I never felt that way, but I, now I want to watch it again. And, and so I think that's why, um, yeah, I think that's the thing between the brothers. Interesting. Yeah. And all, and it was so heartbreaking. I just wish he loved me like he did in high school. Mm, yeah. She is really good, but the whole uh, ugh, throw it away. <laughs> no, I love it so much. <laughs> it's I'm shocked that we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and then you watched. I watched. Well, you suggested because I also watched it. Ella <laughs> take it nuts. <laughs> Which uh, okay, so she has like 12 minutes of screen time in this movie. About, um, but oh my god, I love this movie so much. It's so. Fucking dumb, and I love it. Those two kids. Oh, <laughs> you're they... gonna break us, aren't you? <laughs> break us like wild horses, aren't you? Shut up, Chip. We're gonna go ape shit on your ass <laughs> to their grandfather. <laughs> grandfather. It's so that scene where they're at the dinner table. <laughs> oh my God. It's Grace, so fucking funny. Jesus isn't a baby. You can tell, <laughs> you can 100% tell that is not script. That was not originally scripted. What yep. he, Cause then he's fucking with her little baby, eight pounds. <laughs> baby. Oh my God. I, it's so, and can I tell you something that's very embarrassing to me? I find Will Ferrell as that character very attractive. Oh my god! You know who's so hot in this movie? Gary Cole. Oh my lord! Uh, oh my lord! Uh, I would get him coffee. Hubba hubba. <laughs> and then put it in his butthole. Wait, what? Um, give him a coffee enema. <laughs> I'd give him an enema any day. What are you talking about? Um, Leslie Bibb is just. I normally don't like her, but she was funny in this. Molly fucking Shannon, who's in it for like 30 seconds, but tears the fucking house down. Molly Shannon as the drunk. Oh, my God. My God. You know who else I think is um, attractive in this movie, which makes no sense. I got to find his name. Uh, Molly Shannon's uh, husband. Oh, Greg German. <laughs> yes, which he's not attractive to me. No, he's not. But for some reason in this movie, <laughs> um, it's oh, <laughs> those kids. <laughs> it's, it's just and uh, uh uh Jane Lynch. Oh my god. Yeah, it's really, really greatly cast. It's so funny. It is. And this was like, I did you watch it on the site? I did. It's got the, the extra. It's like. A little over two hours but it was like not even like it went like that because at first i was like two hours like jesus and then i was like i want i could have done an hour more it's just and i hate sasha bear cohen oh my god i forgot he's so funny this andy richter <laughs> yeah it's great so funny you know two male friends don't hold hands like this <laughs> yeah and amy adams literally has nothing to do in this movie nothing i feel like do. she was a complete afterthought and they're like oh we're gonna put this girl in it all right let's write a couple pages for her when she crawls over the table 
to, when they're in the restaurant uh, the like they're for, like they run into each other at the restaurant and yes. she, and she cry, everybody look alive <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so dumb and, and John C Riley wanting to continue to be friends I know. Ricky Bobby even though he stole his wife <laughs> well, that doesn't mean we can't be friends yes it does <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, no, it's good. <laughs> so I, I love how June Bond, I hated it and could talk for hours. And this one, I'm like, it's real funny. <laughs> anyway, um, it's not of substance. Listen, it's Talladega. <laughs> yeah, but it is definitely a good time. It's part of Will Ferrell's uh, sports um he had a long line of sports he sure did (laughs) what are you doing sir (laughs) um those kids and you shouldn't like the kids because they're little fuckers but they're you do even though you should oh my god they're such little dicks (laughs) but they're so funny how long do we have to pick up trash <laughs> You're gonna break us like wild horses. <laughs> yeah, and it's her little slaps. <laughs> what? She hauls off and slips when they take oh, yeah. the hose and they just fucking squirt the neighbor <laughs> in their house with the hose and she runs off and she slaps. And Ricky Bob was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, it's their little southern accents too. It is. It's their southern accents. Um, and uh, is Michael and I, Michael Clark? I, I'm always saying. Oh he's, yeah, he has passed, and it he makes has. me sad. Yeah, he's really funny in this movie. Yeah, I forgot he was in this. <laughs> they try to trick Ricky Bobby that uh, that um. Oh fuck! What's his name? I just uh, Jack McBriar's character is dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he's peeking around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really care about me? You're not dead. <laughs> oh, it's just stupid. It's yeah, really but it's bad. so fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so it's a good um, week for me. I was I'm so glad that you. <laughs> my God, June. I. It's funny because I started watching Junebug and I was like, oh. Yeah, I would have shut this off. If I had a choice, I would have shut this off like two minutes in. Like, seriously, I would have been like, yep, don't care. Do not care at all. <laughs> um, Yeah, good times. Well, this was a monumental week. We've been an hour and a half, friend. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. So we have to do a wee pod next, yes? Uh, Yeah. I mean, and we it's... can do whatever we want. Oh, that's true. And it's you, yes? Uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna honor the late. Are we gonna do Raquel? Yeah, not Raquel. Yes, Raquel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do Raquel Welch. Um, so is that? So we're gonna. Hmm. I don't know any movies though. I'll I'll send over some suggestions and we can figure it out. Okay, so it'll be a surprise to you guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Sorry yeah. about it. Sorry about it. Going to old format. And then we're just doing. This and then we're back into you, things. into your territory. Me. And so will we do a lady then? Whatever you want, man. Oh my god, we can do whatever we want. The world is your oyster. And not yours. Who knows what that's from? Do you know what that's from? No. Katya. Trixie and Katya. Oh, I wouldn't know that. Of course not. 
Because we disagree on drag queens too. How are we friends? I'm truly marveled. I will tell Pete about things that we talk about, and he's like, "How are you guys such good friends?" I'm like, "I honestly, I don't know." I don't know. Um. All right. So, uh, you can write us. You can drop us a line at uh three funny ladies at gmail And you can always uh, find us on Instagram at three funny ladies podcast. I also just need to quickly say mm-hmm. that fucking Eddie Cibrian gif. Is now past 5,000 likes. There has to be some sort of Eddie Cibrian like cult. And it keeps going. And it's all like seemingly all Middle Eastern people that are liking it. So. Okay. I'm going to do something strange and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to Google this. Yeah. Since we've had this show going, we've gotten an additional 75 likes on it. Eddie. Fifty five thousand. Eddie Cibrian. C i b r i a n. Five thousand two hundred and sixty four likes. This is what I'm about to Google. Why do Middle Eastern men love Eddie Cibrian? Yeah, and their names like Fatima, Ramen. Oh, see, nothing comes up. Or well, what is his? Norbaksh. What is what? Mamatov. King Amir. Yeah, I don't understand what's happening, but still going. Um, let's do this. Oh no, I don't want that. Last name origin. Let's see. Is he I looked that up. I think it's Mexican. Oh, yeah, it is. That makes sense. Yeah, it's very, you guys, it's just Middle Eastern men. Yeah. So if you have any ideas, let us know. Also, let us know your ladies. We want to know. And, and we're not judging them. We just, it's it's just a weird phenomenon. Like mm. Eddie Cibrian of all people. Yeah. So weird. So weird. Anywho. I'm anyway, we'll be back at it again. Week. Yeah. And uh, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye now. <laughs>